Hello, hi everybody. Welcome to Football in General and Happy Holidays. It's Rob Case and Trevor Koppel. Trevor, sounds like you survived the COVID scaries. And uh, I'll say here. that my my fantasy team survived the COVID scaries. Oh, they say, okay, okay. You must be listening to the podcast every week if you're surviving the COVID scaries and scouring the waiver wire and starting the right players. Hundred and well, let's start off with the, the the news of the week, and it's been the news of the last two and a half years. In this case, 140 players on the COVID list as we talk today, four head coaches, and uh, if you listen to Bill Belichick's press conference earlier today, um, sounded like he had something in his throat. Hopefully it's not COVID, knock on wood, at least for my sake and just his, his general health. What do you make of this uh, the COVID-geddon? We've been sort of referencing it here and there, but now it's it's a full-on COVID-geddon. Well, I, I, you know, it's it's an undeniable impact on the league at a, at a crucial point in the season. I mean, mm-hmm. we've got, uh, I think 27 out of 32 teams that are still, uh, you know, eligible for the playoffs, not, not mathematically eliminated yet. So, uh, a lot of teams playing a lot of important games, uh, these last three weeks. And, uh, we kind of saw already what this looked like with, uh, with the, uh, the Chicago Bears having nine new guys start on defense uh, for their last matchup, and that was an amazing performance by by those guys. Uh, I think they they played amazing defense in that game uh, for being you know new to the uh, starting roster. But uh, you know that that's I guess the the angle you have to embrace if you're looking for a positive spin here is you're going to get to see a lot of these, uh, you know, next man up situations and those can be really exciting. Um, so, you know, fingers crossed, we get a lot of good football, uh, regardless of, of all these COVID designations. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right about that. You know, I I couldn't help but think like this would have been a great time to have like an alternative league, like the AAF or the XFL. And not that I'm partial to either of them and neither, and not that we did a podcast talking about the AAF for like the first month. (laughs) <laughs> and then it was randomly got like deleted out of nowhere. Thanks to Carolina Hurricanes jerk, jerk owner um, two years two years ago, whatever that was, two or three years ago. But not, uh, maybe it was longer than that. Uh, maybe four. It feels um, a lot longer than that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nonetheless, um, I couldn't help but think this would be a perfect time for leagues like that to sort of uh, have an impact on the league because um, you're basically developing like sort of. Practice squad players are guys, guys that can kind of fill in on the Frasian wire sort of when you need them, right? So right. Um, even more so of an importance for leagues like that now than ever. Uh, I don't, I'm not saying NFL needs to get one. I mean, who knows how long we'll have this the COVID situation for or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I presume for a few more years, maybe longer. Um, so maybe this is something they can kind of think about. How can we keep people ready and sort of experienced and uh, dialed in and, and on um, on the on the back burner, so to speak, you know, um, rather than just signing random free agents and sort of hoping that they perform and you have quality football product from it, which, uh, you know, is hit and miss, mostly miss. If we've seen anything like last year, <laughs> uh, and this year it's, it's not been pretty and nor should it be, but I think with these leagues, at least, at least you would have, um, some sort of watchable product. Uh, at least there would be more of a chance for one, right? So oh, absolutely. Not, yeah. knock on wood uh, that that's the case. And uh, we all hope the AAF comes back so we can continue to, so we can talk about them again. You know, <laughs> I, I enjoyed the league and I thought the presentation was really good. Oh, I it, thought it was really cool. I was right. disappointed that the thing fell apart so completely, right. so quickly. I didn't even have a chance to buy a jersey. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure you can find them somewhere on like Goodwill yeah, yeah, <laughs> or something probably, like that. If you really want, probably them. pretty cheap now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I doubt that they're hard to find either. You know, they're probably probably all been shipped off to yeah many Goodwills or <laughs> some sort of uh, restore out there. You know, they're just dying to be to be worn. You know, double XLs, buddy. Yeah, those are like you know, moo-moos <laughs> you wear to bed. You know, <laughs> yes. So. Anywho, uh, enough of the uh, anything else you're gonna say about COVID. I mean, really, it's a very dis. I think it's disappointing. Um, obviously, there's nothing really you can do here. But I thought the the season had plenty of parity and was very compelling. And then all of a sudden, we're in December, and here we are. You know. Yeah. So um, I I don't know if I already mentioned this or not. Um, I feel like uh, you know fantasy players or you know fantasy owners that are in the playoffs right now. Uh, you know the this this. Uh, 
you know, all these new COVID designations are really leveling the playing field for the playoffs. Uh, you know, you could have just squeaked in or had the most dominant team in your league. But at this point, it really is anybody's game because everybody's roster is getting, uh, you know, tossed upside down with all these, you know, you got to replace a wide receiver, got to replace a quarterback, all these things. Um, so uh, it's making uh, the uh, fantasy playoffs pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. And bear with us, folks. We'll do the best we can to make this these picks relevant. Um, there's almost nothing we can do. Um, I mean, like three or four games we called last week got moved to like yesterday. So <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> as we record this on a Wednesday night. Um, so really, like, you know, I'm not saying take a grain of salt, but we're doing – as we call them, we're calling them as we see it right now. Things could always change, and things could get better. Things could get worse. Things could stay the same. Uh, I guess you would hope they get better. Um, but at the end of the day, we're dealing with a global pandemic and a, and a virus that seems to not care to, well, to give two poops about football. Let's just be yeah, honest It's here. like so, it doesn't even yeah. watch the games. It's like, <laughs> it's like it doesn't even have eyes or emotions <laughs> or feelings. So unbelievable. You know, these, these, these emotionless uh, viruses, you would hope they would get help or therapy, which is what this podcast is for me and Trevor. And so without further ado, um, <laughs> let's, let's, <laughs> let's call week 16 here, folks. So uh, we're talking, uh, and actually we get some Christmas games this week, so very exciting. First off on the da- ballot is Thursday, fo- Thursday Night Football, December 23rd, 6.20 p.m. Start time, San Francisco 49ers 8-6 and six at the Tennessee Titans 9-5. and five. It's a three-point favorite to San Francisco, over under 44. And to give you a quick analysis uh, or preview, uh, San Francisco coming off what uh, through a several game winning streak. Tennessee looks like they're getting some things figured out. Maybe, uh, maybe with the run game, they're starting to kind of get uh, Deontay Foreman, Dontrell Hilliard. Um, you know, what do you think here? I, I, I think, I think there's gonna, it's gonna be it's a very compelling matchup considering where both teams are in their playoff respective playoff races in their division. All right, yeah. conference. Excuse me. I uh, I agree. You know the the 49ers are trying to hold on to a sixth seed, maybe climb up to the fifth seed. Um, Titans trying to hold on to their division. Um, both teams really do favor a run run first offense. Um, the 49ers, I think, easily have way more momentum going into this game. Um, but the Titans, uh, you know, they're not pushovers. They're playing at home. Uh, so I really like this matchup, and I like what I see from the Vegas spread, uh, the Vegas odds here. They've got San Francisco by three points. I think that's a pretty good call, and I'm going to take the 49ers to cover. Uh, I think they win by a field goal or more. Um, I think this game, ultimately, I'm going to take the under on the 44 over under. I just think I think this is going to be a really physical uh, low scoring game, um, not not as low scoring as some of the games we've seen this season, but I think it stays under forty four points. I think it's a good call, and I think if you look at Tennessee in the last couple of weeks here, two or three weeks, especially since Derrick Henry got hurt, they haven't they've really only scored over twenty points once, one time. So um, it, without Taylor Lewan, without Red, Roger Saffold. Obviously, it's hard for me to pick anybody sort of fantasy-wise, and especially if you're in the playoffs. I guarantee you're not starting any Tennessee players as it is anyway. So I don't think you really have to worry about much here. Although if you had like a guy like Dontre Hilliard or Dante Foreman as a flex, wouldn't really recommend him without anybody blocking for him for obvious reasons. And if you're going against San Francisco, I mean, I, I, I mean, outside of their, their bad game against Seattle, they've won five of the last six. And they've held their opponents under 30 points uh, every single time uh, outside of Seattle. So uh, I, I like them as a win here, too, Trevor. I think you had a good call on that one. And it's a Thursday night. I think it's a slight push, right? Uh, but an under, for sure. Um, I don't think Tennessee has a has the stoutest, if that's a word here, uh, secondary. So I continue, I continue to see Jimmy Garoppolo having a good week. Debo Samuel's been excellent. I guarantee if you're probably in the playoffs and you're in like championship round or second second round right now, you probably have Debo Samuel. And you're in. Uh, if you're playing me, uh, I'm I'm stressing about. It. I don't have much hair left because <laughs> I have played Debo, Debo Samuel this week again, and this is the this is just my my therapy. People, let me vent, okay? So uh, big big play for Jimmy Garoppolo. I even kind of like the San Francisco 49ers defense because without any without a significant part of their deep, their offensive line for Tennessee. There's no running game, and as we've seen with T- uh, Tan- uh, Tannehill, excuse me, 
Um, you know, I, I just don't trust him, especially against a, a team like Ten- uh, San Francisco, who's on the road five and two on the road. You know, they're road warriors, if you will, like the ones in the WWE many years ago. But I'll move on. So um, <laughs> here's our Christmas slate, folks. Christmas day games. I, did these get pushed to Christmas because of the whole COVID situation? Is this like the only good thing uh, that's know, coming out of that? I think I think that's I'm why. I'm not sure. Okay. Well, I don't know if these games were originally scheduled. I only found out about them last week. So, um, nonetheless, seven and seven Cleveland Cleveland Browns. I'm gonna say the Cavaliers. I don't think they play football, but you know LeBron James. Anytime you're ready to come over to the league, the league. Let me know. <laughs> seven and seven. Cle- <laughs> seven and seven Cleveland on the road. At Green Bay Packers, 11-3. It's a 2.30 p.m. start. Seven and a half point favorite to Green Bay, 45 and a half over under. Cleveland's getting back their whole coaching staff, some of their players. Um, not so COVID-stricken, excuse me. Uh, Kevin Stefanski will be back, and they're not looking like a, uh, like a scrap, uh, what do you call them, scrub team, scab right. team. There we go. Right. <laughs> what do you th- yeah, that's right. What do you think here, Trevor? What do you, what so do you I, look forward I to? Do, I do expect the Browns to be uh, a bit revitalized compared to their last couple of games, um, which is great. We want a really fun afternoon game to watch on, uh, on, on Christmas Day. Right. Uh, but, you know, they're on the road in Lambeau late December. Um, I think it's it's very predictable that the Packers are going to win this game. They're six and zero at home right now. Um, you know, if the Browns can pull off the upset, that'd be a wonderful Christmas present to me. But I'm not predicting it. I'm not telling anybody to put their money on it. Uh, I got to take the Packers to win. Uh, end of the day, I got to take the Packers to cover the spread. Uh, I think they could win this by double digits. Um, over under forty five and a half. That's that's a tricky one with these two teams. The Packers defense is playing really well, but like you said, they get st- you know the Browns will have Stefanski back. Uh, Nick Chubb looks like he's back to his old ways. Um, so I do think I'm gonna have to take the over on the forty five and a half. Okay, yeah, it's a it's a it's a good call. I think Green Bay definitely is the favorite here for obvious reasons. I mean. Three three games in a row, excuse me, four games really scored over 30, 30 points. But I think the defense has been a little vulnerable. 31 to Minnesota, 28 against L.A., 30 against the Chicago Bears, 30 against Baltimore. So I'm thinking an over here. Uh, no question. Um, and with that being said, um, I, I would Kevin Stefanski coming back, clear mind. You think he's got COVID like three times. Last year <laughs> in the playoffs, twice this year. I hope he's clear-minded. I, I hear there's there's kind of detrimental effects from COVID, such as confusion and, and mind blurriness and whatnot. I'm not a doctor, but just what I've heard, um, you know. And and so what I see here with Cleveland is Baker Mayfield coming back on, back in the field, running game getting going. I think Green Bay's fairly vulnerable when it comes to the pass. Tyler uh, Tyler Huntley, right for Baltimore. Tyler Huntley put put up 30 last week and scored two rushing touchdowns and threw for two touchdowns towards the end of the game. And they almost beat uh, Green Bay if it wasn't for a really dumb two-point conversion call from Jim Harbaugh. It might be having the worst coaching season of his career, honestly, decision-wise. Yeah. yeah, that's a whole other story. We'll get to that soon. And they put up, they they let up 30 from Chicago. I just can't really trust this Green Bay defense, and so that's why I think the over is definitely the push here. That's why I like I like um, Baker Mayfield as a kind of a sleeper start. That Nick Chubb, Jarvis Landry will be back. Um, I think I mentioned that the tight end situation a couple weeks ago is pretty pretty prime for them. I'm still sticking with that. Um, and obviously, you got to go with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he just looks so good out there, even the, the fractured toe. It's the best thing that's happened to his career so far, other than the, the drama we got earlier in the season, which was juicy. But there's none left. The, the, the drips, the juices are no longer dripping from that, that situation. Not yet, until the offseason. And Green Bay, um, 6-0 at home, going to be 7-0. And they clinched the division last week. Wow. <laughs> Boo. You know, who would have thought? <laughs> yeah, right. Who would have thought? Nobody's mad about that on this podcast. Not better. I'm not better. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. Indianapolis, 8-6 at the Arizona Cardinals, 6-15. Start 10-4 for the Arizona Cardinals. One-point favorite to Arizona, over under 49. Um, Jonathan Taylor's MVP of the week, right? Uh, I think he's got a real strong case for it. He's certainly MVP of my fantasy team. Uh yeah, uh, gotta gotta love that guy right now, and right. he's a big reason why the Colts have a chance in any game that they play. Uh, the right. league doesn't seem to have an answer for Taylor right now, um, and uh, in this game, on the other hand, the Cardinals 
they're you know returning to strength, but uh, man, I I didn't get to watch what happened last week. They got beat by, by the Detroit. Lions. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. just uh, you know, it, that that's a hit against any team's confidence uh, or my confidence in any team when they when they drop a game to to a team like that. Um, so this this will be a really fun one to tune into uh, after we've opened all our presents and eaten all our candy and everything. So uh, Arizona is favored by one point. Uh, man, playing at home three and three. Mm. This, this is a tough one to predict. I I think Arizona holds on at home. Uh, I I'm really close. To, to calling this upset, and it wouldn't be much of an upset to call. Arizona's only favored by one point. But I do think, I think the Cardinals are going to survive this game, um, and uh, we'll see the race for uh, for the NFC West continue. Um, but, uh, yeah, so if I'm taking Arizona to win, i definitely take them to beat a one-point spread. It's just a mathematical, uh, you know, certainty there. If they win, they beat the spread. Uh over under 49, man. You know, at a different point in the season, I would easily take the over. But the way, you know, the Cardinals aren't just throwing up big points like they had been. So it's tougher to take the... I'm going to take the under on the 49. Okay, okay. Um, I, I, like, I like the call on the under. And so I'm looking at Arizona and I'm thinking, okay, very stout against the run. Um, one of the top t- teams in the NFL against the run. Who have they played at home? They beat, and so Houston, Minnesota, and a fluke. If you remember that game, uh, to like some weird right penalties and uh, end of the game antics and whatnot. Um, and San Francisco <laughs> without Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, I can't. I I think this is Indy's game, buddy. I, I think so. I, I mean, listen. If Carson Wentz doesn't th- it throws only like eight times and looked as bad as he did last week, I mean, he's ter- <laughs> he looked. Terrible. He not was great. terrible last week. <laughs> so terrible. I mean, outside, he was like five for eight, but the eight passes he threw, like six of them could have been picked, and he threw a touchdown and a pick. And, like, even the touchdown was like, wow, I don't know how he threaded that. That should have been picked off. Like, So I, I don't think they can win with him throwing eight passes again. I don't think that he will. I think he'll throw more than that. I mean, they have Michael Pittman on the field if he stays there that long without getting thrown out getting in a fight with Kyle Ducker. Um, I think then... You know, Indy definitely has more of an advantage if that's the case. I just think the Arizona is kind of in a free fall, and I don't think they play very well at home, and especially against a good team at home. Um, Indy's healthy; they got a really good offensive line. Quentin, Quentin Nelson's a beast. You know, no JJ Watt, no DeAndre Hopkins. It's a different team. It's a completely different team. I think Kyler Murray's still a little banged up, and I think if you saw last year what happened after he got banged up and came back, that team fell apart. I'm not so sure um, Cliff, Camber- King- Cliff Kingsbury can continue to be um, a head a coach of the year candidate here. So um, I like I like Indy, and I think James Conner, uh, a bust here, really tough Indy defense. They play so hard, so fast. Um, I-, I like them a lot. Uh, I would start Christian Kirk still, though. As I, I said last week, I think he's still going to get a lot of targets um, with-, with DeAndre Hopkins being out. Uh, Jonathan Taylor... I think he's going to be one of these games where he's held up for a while and then he busts one, kind of like against New England. Uh, but I, I, I like him here. I really do. Um, it's it's a tough game. I think it, you're right. It's a tough game to pick. It really is because there's a lot that could happen and it's sort of a swing as far as momentum. But Arizona goes down. Goes down. No, it, I, I, I don't have a problem with that call. I think yeah. Arizona is going to hang on. But like I said, I'm really tempted to predict the uh, the upset here. Right. You know, and and not much of an upset if the Colts do pull it off, sure. Because um, they're not they're much. Run. They're not much of an underdog. They're only a one point underdog. So, right, right. And they're they're on a run, man. They look great. Frank Wright, great coach, amazing coach. Yeah. Well, I'll be rooting for that uh, Colts O line. <laughs> <laughs> Quinn Nelson's a beast, man. That guy goes to the buffet every single time he gets out of a stance. Let me tell you what. So, okay. Uh, moving on uh, to our, well, it doesn't matter, but let's play for draft position game of the week. Detroit, 2-11 at Atlanta 6 a.m., our first 11 a.m. game on, on a Sunday. Five-and-a-half point favorites in Atlanta, 42-and-a-half over-under. All of a sudden, Detroit's on a win streak out of basically nowhere. <laughs> right. 
And uh, all, all because of really timely plays, great play calling. Amon Ross, say Brown, is a sleeper offensive rookie of the year candidate. And Craig Reynolds came out of nowhere to run really well last couple of weeks. And Atlanta, yeah. What do you think? <laughs> so this this this, uh, this is an interesting game for uh, you know our, our real football nerds um, because there there aren't any playoff implications. Um, the, these teams aren't headed anywhere, and they're likely not headed anywhere next season, if you ask me. Um, but uh, you know the Falcons are finishing a lot better than I thought they would, and the Lions. Are uh, you know their 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 uh, record is still just terrible, but the last three weeks have been really good games. Um, so I'm I'm interested to see how the Lions stack up and what what Quarterell Patterson can do for the Falcons this week, assuming he's healthy and plays. Because um, we we could say that about any player right now. Um, I I think this is one I'm gonna I'm gonna call the upset here. I think the Lions are on a on a roll. I think they're gonna go to Atlanta, and uh, I think they could run away with this game. Um, I'm I'm taking the Lions to upset, so I'm taking them to to beat the spread. Um, over under forty two and a half. I think these teams might get a little offense happy. I'm gonna take the over on the forty two and a half. Whoa. Okay. Well, here's the thing: no Jerry Goff this week potentially. Uh, on the COVID list, Atlanta has no players on the COVID list. I can't believe I have to say that every single time we talk about games, but here we are. Um, two guys I really like this league, must starts, in my opinion. Amon Ross St. Brown, I already mentioned him. I thought he went he went up against a really good uh, Arizona secondary last week and, and really, I mean, was open a lot. I think they're game planning for him, knowing that he's their only playmaker outside of, well, DJ Hawkins is out. Uh, and DeAndre Hitt- Swift may not play, um, so really he's their only guy. And so he's going to get a lot of share of targets. Same goes for Russell, Russell Gage on Atlanta's uh, side. Um, uh, a guy who's looking to get some points, I think he will in terms of fantasy. Uh, the Lions have allowed five receivers to score at least 14 PPR points in the last five games. So your number one receiver, Russell Gage for Atlanta, must start. Um, and honestly, uh, I yeah, I think it's going to go under. <laughs> I, I appreciate your opinion, Trevor. That's why we have you on the podcast. You're a really yeah. bright guy. Listen, we love you here, but come on. No no, Jerry Goff. I mean, Atlanta's offense has been pretty terrible for the most part. Uh, I think it's going to be a, a little bit of a slugfest, and this is going to be one of those games where uh, if you got leftovers in the fridge, you better take them out because you might be asleep <laughs> by by halftime. So <laughs> just get fat and happy and go to bed, you know? Park your ass on the couch. So. Um, uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's just what I see here for the, for this game. And yeah, to poor Atlanta, one and five at home in that beautiful stadium. Detroit takes it. Generally yeah. I think, six. I think Detroit gets their first road win of the season. Yeah. Dan Campbell. That's right. That tool bag. <laughs> All right. God. All right. A game with a lot of playoff implications here. Another AFC North late December matchup. So, you know, it's going to be nasty. It's going to be physical. It's going to be, it's going to be everything you want out of a football game. Baltimore eight and six at Cincinnati eight and six, uh, both three and four away and home for both teams. Cincinnati three point favor over under forty five. Um, just a two teams in a weird kind of trend where they're they look really good in certain games and all of a sudden they just kind of lose really closely outside of the Chargers loss for Cincinnati. And they beat Denver last week in a slugfest. Joe Burrow's kind of uh, been figured out a little bit here, and don't look now, but Tyler Huntley. I mean, where did this guy come from? You know? No, I, I, I completely agree. I think you nailed it with, uh, you know, the the Bengals, the, the Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase connection has really cooled off. Yeah. Um, I, yeah I, I'm, I'm still so. still hoping that, uh, that that they can connect for a touchdown. You know, they get, they're usually good for one long fantasy touchdown a week, but uh, we were denied last week. And the Ravens, seem to be playing great football without their starting quarterback. Uh, so I'm, I'm picking back-to-back upsets here. I took the mm. Lions. I'm taking the Ravens. Um, I think the Ravens – this is going to be a good game, but I think the Ravens win. Uh, the over-under. Yeah, 45-point over-under. That's a tough one. Uh I think I'm going to take under 
on the over under here. Um, the Bengals, uh, the the for the same reason that I think the Ravens are going to upset the Bengals here. The Bengals, they're they've kind of been flat on offense. Um, I really think the only way they win this game is if they control the the game clock by running the ball a lot. But that also means a lower scoring overall game. Um, so I'm confident in the under here, but I am I'm I'm taking the Ravens to upset. Wow. Okay. I, I mean, I can't blame you. Uh, no, Lamar Jackson potentially still got that ankle injury. Uh, like I said, Tyler Huntley um, looking like a stud. Um, last week, four touchdowns, two on the ground. If he plays this week, I, I think that he's starting to get more of a feel for that offense. I think he's pretty dynamic, not Lamar Jackson dynamic, but I think he's actually kind of a better passer in a lot of ways. I think he's more accurate. Um, and so I like him as a start here. Joe Burrow's a little sleepy on the pick. Uh, he went uh, 431 yards, three touchdowns in week, uh, let's see, two, four, five, six, seven, eight against Baltimore, 41-17 win. At, at Baltimore, I don't, I don't hate Joe I don't hate the Bengals here. In fact, I think this could be an over. I think it could be an over. I, I, I think since he is playing, like, decent defense, not good enough, I think Baltimore is sort of open. Without that running game, I think it, it really hurts them um, in terms of what their defense is allowed to do because they're just on the field so much. Um, so I think, I think it might be an over, to be honest with you. And uh, those are my starts, both those guys. Uh, I'm trying to think if I got anybody else here. Oh, Mark Andrews. Uh, he's a go-to for Tyler Huntley. I, I like him as a, as a play here against Cincinnati. I just don't think anybody's there to cover him. Logan Wilson's still out hurt, linebacker. Um, I, I think when you have yeah. a stud tight end, their fantasy value only goes up with the backup quarterback. I, and there's some something to be said about them just getting hot late in the season, I, like the the Gronk effect. I, I really do think like the tight ends kind of come on late later as the season goes along. I don't know why that is. Defenses are just more worn out. They don't have people to cover them as much as they did before. I couldn't really tell you what the the game plan is there, but um, yeah. Yeah, like I like me some Mark Mark Andrews, some Tyler Huntley, and over, and Joe Burrow, and Joe Mixon to still have um, continue his great streak here. He's kind of an MVP sleeper a little bit, and Cincinnati's the third seed in the AFC. That's how out of whack things are right now. So <laughs> think about that for a second. You know, shot that down. All right, L.A. Rams ten and four at the Minnesota Vikings seven seven three point favorites. L.A. forty nine and a half over under. Um, how many more times can the Vikings play a good team, hold them close, and then somehow lose by, like, 17 points in the last 10 seconds? <laughs> how, is this going to happen again? Well, this, I, I, too- I'd like to say it'll only happen one more time this season, but yeah. uh, that might not be true. <laughs> we still have to play our game in Lambeau. Yikes. Um, yeah. yeah, yikes. Um, you know, I, I, I'm excited for this game. Uh, you know, the Vikings... Uh, they're playing at home after a not great road game against the Bears, where you know both defenses played amazing in that game. Uh, the Vikings' offense looked pretty flat. Uh, the way this season has been, I I can expect the Vikings' offense to really bounce back. Yeah. Um, the Rams have a lot of stuff figured out right now, um, so they, they've given us a forty-nine and a half point over/under. You know. The Vikings have a chance to win this game, but I have to choose the Rams. Um, I, I think that the odds are just in their favor with this one. Um, it's a it's a it's a dome game, so the Rams are at no disadvantage being on the road up in the north. Um, See, so yeah, I, I like the Rams to win this one. Uh, a three point spread means I take them to to cover the spread. Um, Forty nine and a half over under. You know, I I think I have to take the over on this one. Um, two really good defenses, but uh, yeah, the the Vikings offense statistically they've put up a ton of points on average, and I think uh, the Rams are going to be able to outpace that. So I, yeah, I'm taking the over on this forty nine and a half. Okay, I, um, so Adam Thielen uh, returns to practice, has a plan to try and play. This weekend, so congratulations, Trevor. You may get your old receiving quarterback. <laughs> Justin Jefferson caught a touchdown in four straight games. He's an instant start. Even if Jalen Ramsey plays on him, I think he'll play more zone in this game just to kind of contain him um, and uh, KJ Osborne. So if that's the case, uh, 87 yards for Kirk Cousins last week. 
Uh, Granted, was on the road against Chicago. Chicago, pretty stunt defense, but expect him to throw more. And I like Dalvin Cook here. Uh, I think it, in the right game plan, I think L.A. is pretty vulnerable. L.A. can be very vulnerable. And so, I, I yeah, yeah, I, I, I like those two guys. Um, I think you said good defense on Minnesota's part. I, I would respectfully disagree. Not aggressively. No, no, no. I, they, 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 yeah. So, the Vikings defense played a great game last week. Last week. They, they definitely aren't having a good year. Okay. Um, which is why I can't I can't pick them to win this game because ultimately I think that's where it, it's going to come down to the Vikings not being able to make a stop in the final two minutes right um, the way it so often has been for them this year uh, so yeah I like uh, I like the Rams and I like the over okay well with that said going back to my my spiel uh, Matt Stafford looks a lot better. I'm not sure what clicked with him. Maybe he's gotten uh, more treatment for his elbow, his back, and all those different injuries he like kind of wraps around. Um, Sony Michelle, good start here. Obviously, Cooper Cup has been nothing short of amazing. He, I'm sure he'll continue that that because I don't know who will cover on Minnesota. Um, you say over because I think this is an over game. I said over. Over. Yeah. Okay, definitely an over. Yeah. Yeah. No, the Vikings. The Vikings have been giving up big games to receivers in the yeah. fantasy world all season long, and then last week. They waved, was it Dantzler? Breland. Yeah. Breland. Breland. They waved, yeah. they waved Breland because of a verbal altercation in practice. Right. Uh, which is all the, all the story we got on that. But So the, the Vikings secondary has gone from you know, the, possibly the worst secondary in the league to a little bit worse than that. So, yeah, Cooper Cup is a must start. Must start, for sure. Okay, uh, moving on. Uh, Buffalo, 8-6 at New England, 9-5. Two and a half point favorite for New England, forty three and a half over under. Um, boy, um, time for New England bounce back time, buddy. And Mac Jones maybe throw more than five passes this game. <laughs> oh, it it's might Buffalo. be might be the Bills bounce back time. You know, you think so? Yeah. Okay. You know? Give, give it to me. Give, you know, me. this is going to be a really fun game to watch. Um, I, I hope there's lots of people out there like myself that can enjoy. Uh, just how passionate both these fan bases are about this matchup. Because I, I don't, I don't have a dog in this fight, but I do enjoy, uh, you know, heated divisional matchups, especially at this point in the season when both teams have a lot to play for. Uh, so this, this should be a really exciting cold weather matchup um, between two teams that are, you know, built for cold weather games. So uh, two and a half point spread is always. You know, anything less than three points might as well be a push. Um, man, three and four at home. I think uh, I think the Patriots get to five hundred at home this week, um, but I think it's going to be a pretty close game. Uh, I am going to take the over on the forty-three and a half, though. I think uh, I think we are going to see a lot of good defense, but uh, I think uh, one or two big plays get through. Uh, drive the score up. Yeah, it's a good call. I, I think so too. It's going to be pretty clear weather. It's not going to be that crazy wind they had um, in the last matchup in in, um, in Buffalo. It's going to be in the, the kind of like those 30s or so, which is like you know summer in New England, basically. <laughs> great you know, ball football weather. <laughs> yeah, great football weather in New England. So I I like. So my starts here, obviously anybody on the run game from New England, if you watch the first matchup, 270 yards, Buffalo gave up. I just think they're too small to play against New England's offensive line. And so big big start from Andre Stevenson, Damian Harris if he plays. Um, and, I, and I like Devin Singletary on Buffalo's side. He scored 14 PPR points in three games. 14. Wow. So sneaky. I, not a team you think runs the ball a lot, and they don't, unless you're running with Josh Allen. Um, I kind of don't like Josh Allen this game, to be honest. Belichick kind of has his card. He's had one good game against um, New England last year. Out of all the starts, he's had seven starts. He's had one one game where he's thrown more touchdowns and interceptions. So um, on Monday night last year, they totally torched New England. I don't think it'll be the same thing here. And in fact, I love your I, I love your analysis, and I'll take New England to win too. So no, I I I, I think you're right about yeah. Josh Allen. Uh, and not saying that he's not a great passing mm. quarterback, but. Right. Uh, 
the Patriots secondary is uh, locked down pretty tight right now. Right. Um, so I, I favor the Patriots in that matchup. N- number one in the league, according to ESPN.com. They, just put oh, out, there you um, go. they put out an article, right? I mean, just a convenient you know plug here. But um, number, G- number two in the league, according to uh, TrevorCoppel.com. <laughs> okay, well, that's just incredible <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> so, all right, moving on to our, uh, what I call it, the, uh, the stink under the blanket. You know, get the old, <laughs> oh, uh, no. get the old silent but deadly here. Uh, quick, quick matchup here: Jacksonville two and twelve at at New York three and eleven. Uh, even line over under forty one and a half. Oh man, two stinky teams. Two even stinky line. There's they're as bored with this game as I am. <laughs> Just even let it go. Line. Yep. <laughs> like who who knows who cares? Really. Um, man. Uh, so with no real conviction, I'm gonna say the Jaguars get a road win here uh, because the Jets are so COVID ridden. Um, and, uh, maybe they've got some, some interim head coach mojo going on. Um, but, uh, I don't have a lot to back that up. This is, this is going to be a bad game between bad teams. Um, but I'm going to pick the Jaguars to, uh, to win 41 and a half over under, uh, I'm going to take the under on this one, and uh, and I think that this is going to be a good week for the uh, you know Jaguars fantasy defense. <laughs> um, I well, I'll disagree with that one. I'll just say both defenses. I think running wise, it's going to be tough for them. Number one defense in the NFL, it's allowed the most rushing yards, points, whatever you want to call it, to running backs. Uh, I just said the same stat twice. Sorry, uh, New York number two, Jacksonville. Jeez. So yeah, so start James James Robinson, start your Michael Carter's of the world if you got him, or Tevin Coleman, whoever's going to play. I think Michael Carter's on the COVID list, so um, that's really the only stats I got for this game. I just feel bad for Trevor Lawrence and the debacle that is uh, uh, Urban Meyer. I mean, what a tool, what a freaking tool bag that guy is. Oh, so man. moving on, New York Giants four and ten at the Philadelphia Eagles seven seven under uh, nine and a half point favorite to Philly over under forty and a half. And Philly looks like a playoff team all of a sudden. And Jalen Hurts, I think, pretty dynamic guy. Ten touchdowns on the ground, 14 touchdowns in the air. Uh, a little inaccurate at times, but uh, actually Sirianni won't coach this game. He'll be out. So this is kind of an interesting swing. I'm not sure if that's going to affect the line, but without Sirianni, a, a head coach, how does this affect Philly, and who do you pick? Well, I think this is a really interesting uh, time for for Eagles fans because, you know, 7-7, seven and seven, they're right on the, the – uh, wild card bubble there and uh and Jalen Hurts got him there so yep so I think you know at this point going into the season there were lots of of hopes for what uh Hurts could be for the Eagles and at this point we kind of know what he is for the Eagles now and that's uh you know a bit of a success and and someone they're obviously gonna invest in moving forward um the Giants the Giants four and ten and yet not mathematically eliminated from playoffs. Um, so got hope, baby. so, got so hope. only only technically is this thing interesting for uh, for the playoffs. Tune in if you want to see the next team to get eliminated mathematically from the playoffs. Right. Um, this is an easy uh, Eagles home victory. Uh, when I say easy, I mean an easy one to pick. Uh, I'm not saying it's definitely going to be an easy game. But uh, I like I like Philadelphia in this game. I think they run away with it in the second half, the way they do in a lot of the games that they, a lot of their division matchups. So, uh, so I'm I'm going to take them to cover the nine and a half point spread. Um, Forty and a half point over under. I'm going to take the over on this one too because I feel like the Eagles can get thirty of those points themselves. Yeah. Um. So so I'm going to take the over. And Philadelphia to uh, to cover the spread there. Yeah, no question. And and just like a uh, Philadelphia cheesesteak, I mean, this is all whiz, buddy. You know, <laughs> this is what this is going to be. Just them whizzing all over the Giants. Um, with Jake Fromm starting, even without Nick Sirianni on head coach, I, I mean, it's going to be closer than we think because the head coach not being on the field has a big impact in the games. Apparently, I, I guess they're not, like, even really allowed to talk to the coaches on the sideline. Like, they can't call in. I don't believe that. I throw there on Zoom or something. I don't want to get into the conspiracy theories, but nonetheless, this is the NFL. Um, big start for Miles Sanders here, coming off a career high 131 yards, 18 carries in Tuesday's win over Washington. Short week for Philly. I think that's something we got to talk about too here. But nonetheless, 
He scored 16 PPR points in each game this season he started. Um, and they're just, they, all they do is run the ball. Philly does. So Jalen Hurts start, Miles Sanders. Keep in mind that there's no next Sirianni. It's a short week for Philly. Moving on. <laughs> Tampa Bay, 10-4 and four at uh, Carolina, 5-9. 10-point favorites to, to Tampa, over under 44. Um, I don't think there's much hope for Carolina here. I, I mean, uh, Cam Newton still looks like he's working at Home Depot and throwing paint buckets to the customers. So what? What? <laughs> what? Why? Why would you want to watch this game other than to see a blowout? Or is actually you know let me, let me rephrase this: Is Tom Brady going to absolutely crush him because every time he comes off a loss, he puts up like three or four touchdowns? You know, I yeah the, for all I don't the know reasons how to that. Yeah. yeah for for <laughs> for all those reasons uh, you got to pick Tampa Bay to win um, a ten point spread. It's it's a big spread for a division game, and you know a few weeks ago I might have picked the Panthers to cover the spread. Uh, I don't think I ever would have, have chosen them to win this game, but um, yeah, the way things are going, and and with an absolute clown under center, um, I have to take the Buccaneers to to beat the ten point spread. Um, the over under forty four points, man. That one's that's a tricky over under because I don't have a lot of faith in the Panthers offense. Um I don't think that the Buccaneers defense is shutting anybody out anytime soon. Um and they're, they're no slouch but but they're not the you know kind of dominant defense that would uh you know keep uh keep a goose egg up on the scoreboard. But uh man, 44 I'm going to take the over but but it's a close one. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I mean, definitely good call on that one, the over-under, and, and, the, and the obvious problem with Carolina's offense and Cam Newton, um, who's working towards Clown College, Krusty the Clown. Um, <laughs> yeah, Antonio Brown, uh, big pickup here. No Chris Godwin. Brady's going to feed him to get restarted. He's going to play this week. And then without Leonard Fournette, um, I like Ronald Jones Jr. He's one of my starts uh, this week, and I think as they wear down that uh, that defense, I feel bad for him. One of the best defenses in the NFL looks like complete crap because you have Cam Newton playing playing quarterback and you have no offense, literally Absolutely. zero. Yeah. And so um, I, I just think it's it's a defense that's very vulnerable. No Derek Brown either on Carolina. He's COVID. And so, um, yeah, big Tampa Bay win this week. And what's that line? Ten? I would probably yeah. go over that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, San Diego, another – Blowout probably San Diego eighty uh, L A Chargers L A Chargers eight and six at the Houston Texans three and eleven ten point favorites L A Chargers forty five and a half over under not sure where that's that over under is for I'm sure it's for L A mostly um, Justin <laughs> Herbert looking like a stud um, coming off what two out of the last three wins close game against Kansas City extra week and a half here for Houston why would this not be a blowout <laughs> yeah it, this is this is a lot like the the Buccaneers Panthers game. Right. Um, it's not a divisional matchup, but uh, yeah, the the Chargers have a lot to play for right now, trying to make the playoffs, uh, trying to improve their position within the playoffs. Um, the Texans, no chance. Right. Um, you know, dead in the water right now. Uh, so yeah, it's easy for me to pick the Chargers. I take them to beat the ten point spread. Um, this one, the over/under, forty-five and a half. I'm going to take the under on this one, uh, I, and I might have taken the under if uh, the previous game. I might have taken the under on a forty-five and a half. It's that close for me, um, but this one I'm taking the under. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, uh, under uh, charge the win. Start Justin Herbert. Uh, Austin Eckler might be out. Start Justin Jackson and um, all the Jays for the win. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I feel bad for Houston. I just I feel like they're in a really tough spot. Uh, fan, uh, fantasy, fantasy franchise wise, all the above. Uh, they just yeah, it's just going to be a, a a troll job to the end of the season here. I mean, they beat Jacksonville thirty to thirteen. Maybe there's some momentum coming there. But L A coming off a week and a half off. Uh, I just I just like them too much here. So Chicago four and ten at the surprising Seattle Seahawks five and nine six and a half point favorite Seattle forty two and a half over under. <coughs> I honestly think, uh, bless you. I honestly think Justin <laughs> Justin Thank Fields. You. Yes, you're welcome. Justin Fields kind of has a chance here because what 285 against Minnesota last week, uh, 42 on the ground. I, I don't think Seattle should be favored in this game personally. 
I honestly think Chicago has a real chance of winning on the road. You know, so, I and David I Montgomery do comes too. back. I think they got a lot of a lot of momentum on that offense to get things going and kind of play this out and get ready for next season. No, Seattle, and, and I, I completely face. agree. The uh, the Bears. I I really feel like the Bears have been playing for next year, all year. Um, they they've really committed to Fields. Um, it's looking better and better. Um, that, that I I thought that they're. Uh, their their COVID backups uh, played their butts off uh, last week against the Vikings. Just a really really great effort on defense, um, and I think that's it's the kind of performance that they're going to take with them into this week. Um, yeah, uh, I, I I absolutely uh, like the Bears in this game. The the Seahawks, however, they're climbing back to where we thought they might be. You know, at the beginning of any season, that we we expect the Seahawks to be a well-rounded football team capable of of playing tough games. Um, so this one is I, I I don't think the Seahawks should be favored as strongly as they are. Um, I think this game is a bit of a coin toss, and it's going to be a really for our football junkies. Um, whether you're a Bears fan, Seahawks fan, or neither, I think this is going to be a really fun one to tune in for. And uh, you'll learn a lot about both of the both of these teams. Uh, don't have a lot left this year. This, I mean, neither one. I think the Bears were actually mathematically eliminated, but the Seahawks not yet. Um, but let's be honest, neither team is is making the playoffs. And if the Seahawks were to crack their way in, they weren't going to get very far. So, a real interesting game just to to see where these teams are headed. Um, I do think the Seahawks are going to pull off the win at home, but I like the Bears to cover the six and a half point spread. I think the Bears are going to keep this real tight. Um, Very, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Over mm-hmm. under forty two and a half. I'm going to take the over here. Um, I do like, like I said, the Bears defense is really banged up on on, on in regards to the the COVID designations, but playing really well in spite of it. Uh, and that might be the number one reason I tune in for this game is to see uh, see how these uh, next man up guys do. Um, but yeah, there you have it. I'm, I'm taking the Seahawks to win, but the Bears absolutely to cover a six and a half point spread, and I'm taking the over on the forty two and a half. It's a good call. I already mentioned my must starts. Uh, I like Justin Fields. I like David Montgomery. I like a little Darnell Mooney. And honestly, I think Seattle's got booby face, and I don't really see them wanting to play hard anymore for. For Pete Carroll, and I don't see Russell Wilson wanting to keep up any sort of momentum. And so that's why I think Chicago Bears take the upset this week, and it's a good bet. It's a good bet to I take like, some money. I like that upset. Yeah. I, I I can't predict it, but, man, I can root for it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is a, Now, I want to talk a little bit about this game. We don't have a ton of time left, but let's let's look at it as best as we can. Pittsburgh 7-6 and six and 1 at, at Kansas City 10-4, and 7-point favorite Kansas City, 44.5 over under, excuse me. So here's the thing, Kansas City, no Travis Kelsey, no Tyreek Hill. I see Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is out too? One second here. Nick Bolton, Rashad Fenton. I, I, what I mentioned, nine starters out in Kansas City, and they're fa- still favored by 7 points. Something's wrong, yeah. something's wrong here on this line. I don't sure if Vegas hasn't updated it. I think Pittsburgh's still going to play him really hard. What do you think? I mean, I I think that yeah, this is going to be a lot closer than a seven point game. Yeah, uh, I think this is a real tough one for Chiefs fans because man, they they really seem to get back to who they're always trying to be. Last week, um, Mahomes uh, had had one of his best games in weeks, um, and now uh, they they're losing. You know, you said Kelsey's out. Yeah, Ty- Tyreek Hill. Uh, Hill's out. Like those Lucas are his, Nyanj, Yeah, Nick yeah, Bolton. Um, big, a lot of starters. Too many. Big big weapons out on offense. Right. Um, so we're gonna you know find out what Andy Reid has up his sleeve. Um, the Steelers, on the other hand, uh, they're still playing for the playoffs, and uh, it's a franchise that really does believe in itself, even even when it, that is misplaced, like they just have a really good football culture there in terms of, of uh, believing that they can go into any 
any matchup and come out on top. So I, I think this is going to be a great game. I think it's going to be a close game. So I'm going to take the Steelers to cover, but I do think the Chiefs uh, sneak out the win here. Um, 44 and a half over under. I'm going to take the under. I think this one uh, stays a little low for what we might have predicted at the beginning of the season with this matchup. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and here's the thing with Pittsburgh. I just I haven't really seen them beat anybody good. You know, Kansas City's on a roll. Uh, both coaches are excellent. Eight in a row for Kansas City. Definitely think it's possible. Um, I have a hard time starting really anybody um, as far as, I mean, it's just going to be a slugfest. I, I think this could be an under game honestly it's, it's an oh yeah four potentially I took, I took the under yeah, definitely yeah good weather in kansas city this weekend but um nonetheless uh yeah i i don't like the starters <laughs> and especially being out without all those guys on offense for kansas city you know uh they really rely on tyree kill to get things going on there that's why the only guy i'm going to recommend here is clyde edwards hilaire you start him he's going to get a lot of touches he's going to get a lot of, of action daryl williams from kansas city if you need a flex um, and Najee Harris, I think, would be good. Um, you know, without some of those defensive pieces. On the flip side, Devin Bush is out for Pittsburgh with COVID, so uh, it's just going to get really ugly, and, and things could change over the next week. We'll see. Yeah, no, we'll I, see. I definitely like the Najee Harris start. I think he's yeah. turning into one of these uh, matchup-proof running backs, um, and, and obviously he's become a huge part of the Steelers' offensive game plan. All right. So. We got to do three picks in ten minutes because <laughs> COVID takes up a lot of time. Denver yeah. seven and seven at Vegas seven and seven even line over under forty one and a half. Um, this is it. This is the this is the play in for the seven seed potentially. Trevor, who's here? Who's here and who's going to come out? All right. So this is the game where we see which starting quarterback you know does the most to give away the game. Uh, and in my opinion. <laughs> That is going to be Drew Locke. Drew I got to take. Yeah. I got to take the Raiders to win this one at home, um, and and I know a lot of people in Denver are very uh, conflicted as to who they believe in, Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I think it's obvious that Teddy Bridgewater is is by far a better quarterback, and the Broncos have a better chance of winning when he's under center. He's not playing this week. Drew Locke is going to give you more exciting plays he's going to put the ball down the field more but he's also going to give the ball away more and i think the raiders are going to capitalize and win this game i'm going to take the over on the 41 and a half okay i think it's a good call uh, i like the vegas vegas raiders defense start here um jo- josh jacobs a lot of ppr points 15 points three three starts in a row so i, I really like to start especially against denver uh with drew lock starting um i'm not really sure how i feel about him and Honestly, it's going to get worse before it gets better for Denver. And um, tough season. Really, they play with a lot of passion and heart, but I don't think they hang on here to, to beat Vegas. So, uh, Washington, 6 and 8 at Dallas, 10 and 4, 11 point favorite for Dallas, over under 47. Will Washington have a quarterback? I mean, Garrett Gilbert started. He's our boy <laughs> from, from the AAF. I literally got off the street. I think he was bagging groceries, like Kurt Warner style. He, <laughs> like I don't Kurt know if he'll Yeah, literally. <laughs> and then um, actually played pretty decent against Philly on Tuesday night. You know, oh um, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Antonio Gibson looked great. I kind of like him in this game too. Um, yeah, but Dallas, right? I mean, this is Dallas's game to lose, pretty much. Absolutely, um, and it's not the playoffs yet, so I'm going to take the Cowboys. Um, I don't know if I like the 11 point spread. I think I'll take Washington to cover. I see Dallas winning this by more, uh, you know, six or seven points. Um, over under 47. I'm going to take the over on that one um this you know it's one of these division games where i think uh i think we you know have uh a few of these exciting big play scores that that drive the overall point total up um but uh when it's all over dallas is going to be on top um but uh, i take washington to cover yeah definitely i I, washington looks great i think the defensive lines play better i just yeah i mean tony pollard Dak Prescott, uh, all good starts this week, and certainly Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, I just, you know, I can't help but feel bad for Washington. And I think they're being really conservative with Dak Prescott. I think he might be hurt, to be honest. Uh, that's just kind of like my inside source. Well, I won't give his name. Not anybody you guys know. But <laughs> I think he might be hurt. Those are my good starts this week. Our last game, Monday Night Football, 
Uh, really even matchup here. Miami seven and seven. New Orleans seven and seven. Probably the lowest over under of the year. Thirty eight and a half over under. New Orleans is favored at three. Um, Miami's got won six in a row though, and no, New Orleans that, is just playing really good defense. Right. I think this is going to be a really, really fun Monday night game to watch. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of good defense from both teams here. Um, I'm I'm going to take the Dolphins in an upset. It's not going to be easy though. the The Saints are really tough at home. I know they're two and four at home this year, right? But that's still a really difficult uh, uh, home field advantage to go in there and deal with. Um, so the Dolphins definitely have their work cut out for them. But I'm going to take the Dolphins to upset here, and I do like the over on the 38 and a half. I don't think this game goes really high, but I think that's a little low for this game. Yeah. You say Miami? You think Miami? Yeah, I'm taking Miami to upset, and I'm taking the over. Okay. Uh, and, you know, and, and here's the thing. Both defenses have been playing excellent. Um, New Orleans has allowed nine point, uh, zero, a shutout to Tom Brady and, um, and the Bucks on the road, and then they shut out. They only allowed nine points to, to New York the, the, the week before. Um, I just think Miami, you know, I don't know. I don't know if they're pretenders. I don't know where they're at. Here's their winning streak. Houston, Baltimore without Lamar Jackson. New York Jets, Panthers, New York Giants, the Jets. So you take Miami to upset. I honestly think that New Orleans is going to play really well and kind of hold uh, to a tango Vailova down. And I don't expect either team to really have anything notable fantasy-wise, to be honest with you here, other than maybe Alvin Kamara. And uh, I'm not even sure Jalen Waddle really has a chance to produce. So I'll just say Alvin Kamara in this game. And outside of that, I don't really trust anybody. As far as right. producing is concerned, it's going to be a tough well, week for, for for us folks, man. Right? Anybody it, it, in the playoffs, it's going to be tough. It, it's going to be a really interesting Monday night game. Um, I, the way I see it going, I, the 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 matchup to watch in this game is how the Dolphins' defense, it, whether or not they can bottle up uh, Taysom Hill and stop right. him from picking up first downs with his legs, um, and uh, and vice versa. The Saints' right. success depends on. Uh, Hill's ability to get outside the pocket and get up the field when there's nothing open. Uh, I, I think if there's any quarterback that can do it, though, it would be Taysom Hill. Considering the, oh, absolutely. The, the, players, I, I, the players they've played against the last seven weeks since they've had, or six yeah. weeks since they had that win streak. I, I think, I think it's going uh, to be a really good matchup. I think the Dolphins, I, I would hope that the Dolphins see it the way I do, that this is, this is what the game really is going to come down to. Um, so I'll be tuning in to see how they do it. Jalen Waddle is back this week. It's confirmed. Um, still think it's going to be tough. Uh, Saints defense has been on a tear recently, holding three quarterbacks in a row, 13 fantasy points or less. Uh, that's Dak Prescott and Tom Brady for Tua, and then Taysom Hill. Uh, Miami allowed 39 rushing yards in Week 10 to Lamar Jackson. I guess he did play in that Week 10 game, and five to Cam Newton in Week 12. So I think two really good defenses. If you're starting the defenses in fantasy, you're probably doing well, so you might be able to pick up one of them. I think Miami would probably be available on the waiver. And uh, start New Orleans if you have it. Um, Alvin Kamara is the only good one, really. Um, but it's going to be a slugfest. It's going to be a, a, a game where there's a lot at stake. And, and it's it's a nice Monday night football game to have because, really, like, here's the parody in the NFL right in front of you. <laughs> Here right. it is, 7-7. Seven and seven. You had nine, what, we counted eight, seven, seven teams in the NFL? Yeah, eight, That's seven win incredible. teams in the league incredible. right now and, and, and quite a few... Uh, eight and six teams, and six and eight teams. It's uh, it's a really tight race here at the end of the season. Right. Well, uh, it's been a tight podcast here today, if anything, at the end of the <laughs> season. Uh, tight as in there's no reference here. I don't know. It just got tight. We were talking <laughs> we were talking great. We had a great conversation. And really, we just hung in there and tried to do the best we can with the COVID situations and everything else. And, folks, keep in mind that these things could always change. So we're just doing the best we can to call them on the fly and kind of be honest with you on a lot of things as we see them today. That's Wednesday night. So think, we might not have a league tomorrow. So really enjoy football because – who knows when it get well, if it will and if it if and when it will get taken away from us. We don't know. That's right. We don't know. We will uh, we will be back next week with more uh, football in general. Hopefully with more games to pick. Right. Um, but you just <laughs> never know. <laughs> you just you just really have no idea, right? So uh, follow us at uh, football in general podcast on Instagram. Uh, I'm at Bobby on Instagram. He's at Trev Geodunism. He being Trevor pronouns pal and. Um, <laughs> Happy holidays, everybody. Enjoy your time with your family. Enjoy enjoy football. It's, it's rare that we get football on Christmas night.
So, uh, other than that, please give us a like, follow, review, subscribe, hit that like button, comment, share it to your friends, family, bring it to the dinner table. Uh, while you're cutting the turkey, make sure you have it going on in the background. And we're out.